Good morning, good morning. Happy fucking Tuesday, y'all. My name is Tiffany Watts, and you are listening to Sloppy Seconds. Here, we love to talk about how sloppy and messy our lives get. And I'm talking about sloppy relationships, sloppy habits, sloppy beliefs. But really, it all comes back to how we use that mess to inspire us to grow and to heal and to truly upgrade our lives. So let's just get into it. I have here with me Alan Little, aka Simba of the Lions team. What's up, Alan? How are you? Good, doing really good. You know, really blessed to be here. Yeah. You know, it's um year just starting off 2022 and um it, 2021 was super fast 2020 was slow yeah. and 22 was definitely slow it was an interesting year for all of us right yeah 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 so i'm just really glad to be here yeah well welcome and thank you i appreciate you taking time out of your day to be here with me of course of course i also love your shirt confidence talk to me oh, about that like confidence <laughs> yeah it's, it's interesting to see i can see i I, I wear this, you know, I wear different shirts that just resonate with me. And today's yeah. shirt w- was confidence because I've realized that I've lived, I've lived a life without faith in anything, just kind of living to work, working to live. And I found my spirituality some time ago, about 2016. And my spirituality is all rivers lead to the same ocean. You yeah. know, I don't really, I'm not really the most religious guy. I just say I, I love them all as long as love at the center. Yeah. And confidence is where you have confidence that's not derived from your own accomplishments, but it's derived from God's plan for you. Love that. So it's, yeah. yeah, so it's sitting with God has a plan for all of us and because I can trust God's plan, that's where the confidence comes from. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So last time you and I got to sit down together, it was right before your queen came into town. Mm-hmm. Um, how has everything been going? Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. I, I got to say that because before before she was here, before Sky was here, I was very, I was, you know, business guy, yeah. networking a lot, all of that stuff. And there's something about relationships that really grounds you as a person that yeah. really um, makes you more, how should I put this? You take the time to appreciate things in terms of like, wow, like I'm building a household. And don't get me wrong, my mindset is like, in the past, I want to build a dynasty, build an empire, all yeah, this stuff. And legacy, I, I, all of yeah, that. I still yeah. got that in me. But now like I can do that and I can have a house so I can have a place to call home. Because, you know, in the past, I was always out, you know, different cities, speaking all over the place. Now it's like, hey, you know, I got a home, got a beautiful girl up in there as well. And um, it really is like recreating almost that childhood like energy of coming home after a long day of school, you know, and you're like, yeah, I'm finally home, you know, it makes it good. That. Yeah, yeah. That so touched me. I love that so much. But you know what? I see Sky on social media and it looks like, you know, like, yes, like she, you know, you guys are that for each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're that home and that place of peace for each other. But I see how much she also adds value to you and vice versa when it comes to business and all yeah. the things. Because she does, she does speaking as well, right? Yep, yep. So because you're, so your profession is really 
connecting people and teaching them how to speak publicly and, you know, teaching them how to get on TED Talks and all that kind of stuff, which is super dope. And I have seen Sky just out here also just sharing her truth with people. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys together. Yeah. Like you, yeah, there's, I love when I see couples and, you know, I don't get to say this to a lot of couples, but I love when I see couples, whether in person or online and the energy I feel from them is love. Like, that's what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. That's what it is. You know, it's it's for me. It's um yeah, like I'm doing like speaker training and helping people with TED talks, and she she's actually aligning with a lot with women's empowerment. Yeah. And um, she's speaking everything as well, but she's more on a coaching side of things. Yeah. So she's a um, life coach, and she certifies people in becoming life coaches with our umbrella. And I got to say that. I had this um, prayer to God before I even met her that I was like, you know, I I want a woman in my life, but can I have a woman that also supports me in the life purpose? Mm-hmm. You see, because um, younger days, I've you know dated girls that were like, oh, what are you doing? You don't focus like they just wanted me to only focus on eyes them. On me. Yeah. Eyes on me, eyes on me. Why, why you didn't call me? Why you didn't do this stuff? And have attention is okay, but not when it invalidates the life purpose. Yeah, and so I'm like. Can we really have both? Can we have that? I can be on my purpose, you know, helping people and also have a woman that supports me and I can support her as well. Because I want her to be doing something, too. Yeah, you know, I, I can't you know, I just can't be out the only one doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like she has like a you know following and impacting you know thousands of people, you know, and I'm impacting some people. So it's really cool to kind of come home, you know, and I come home Batman. And she Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. and we can take off the armor and yeah. connect. and relax and just be together. I was listening. Do you like uh, Jay Shetty? I love Jay Shetty. Yes. So I was listening to his podcast. I think he was um, having a conversation with Stephen O'Neill, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but on that podcast, I, um, Stephen was talking about his new book. And mm-hmm. in that book, he talks about um, being where your feet are. Mm, so sometimes good. you have to come home and you have to put away the phone and you have to put away the computer and any work things and even any like thoughts, right? You got to kind of leave those at the door sometimes and just be present with your partner and your family. Like that is, that's huge for me. It's something that I, I constantly work on, but like when I go home with my daughter, I want to be here. I want to be present. And when I'm, I'm with my friends, same thing, like I want to be present and Whoever really I'm, I'm sitting and I'm engaging with and interacting with, like that's huge for me. It's just kind of being in that moment with that person or those people. Exactly, presence. That's absolutely everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that for you guys. Mm-hmm. Now you told me that you guys are now moving in together. What does that feel like? I'm, I'm a very, I'm not a roommate living with another person type of person, and mm-hmm. you know, like. Luckily, my daughter, my daughter's pretty dope. She's she's easy. Also, she's my daughter. Like, she doesn't have an option <laughs> to live with me. But I'm sure if she did, she'd be like, yo, like, mm-hmm. this, is a, this is enough. Um, but mm-hmm. um, I find myself, like, not in, and obviously, like, I'm not also not in a relationship. So I don't have to consider those things. But I find myself being like, I, I wouldn't want to live with my partner. Mm-hmm. How how has it been for you guys, though, transitioning into the space and living? Yeah, it, I mean, I can I can give you the sugar coated. I can give you just the vulnerable everything. Give me the everything. The everything. Yeah. It has been um, a conscious mutual growth process. Um, we're both really big people. And, you know, she has her space and then I have my space. And for both of those spaces to come together, it was, you know, it's my head button a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know. And and what I've realized was 
there was there was this, this older older guy, you know, who's with his wife for fifty years, and he was like, "What?" Like I asked him, "Like what is the best relationship advice you can I can you can give me?" And he said, "Make sure you fight well. Mm. You fight well." Yeah, respectfully, right? Like respectfully. don't hit below the belt. Exactly. Don't, yeah. Exactly. I love that. And so living with Sky, like it's like both of our childhood traumas come up, mm-hmm. you know, like and 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 we both love each other through it. And now we're starting to hit this space where we both know each other so well that it's starting to like die off. We you know, she know I love her, I know she loves me. And there was like a there was like a fine line that I've never gone with a woman before. Mm-hmm. And I've never crossed that line. And getting near that line, I would see how some of my, you know, old patterns would come up. Like, oh, does she really care? Oh, she like I mean, I'm the guy with trust issues, you know, yeah, like is she really on my everything. side. Exactly. And um, and so for her to be there through that, and we we have this one commitment that no matter what happens, you know, like we're growing together. You know, I think relationships they can either grow together or grow apart. And with that conscious decision to grow together, even when we're like having our um, disputes or anything at all, we come together and I've realized that love actually goes deeper than it would have if we've never even had that before. Because it's like when you have that first time where you're living together and you start realizing, like, oh my goodness, there's a lot of things to talk about that we can grow and change together. I, I found myself kind of going to a space like, wow, like if there's anyone that can help me grow into the man I'm meant to be, I'm glad I'm doing it with, with this girl. Yeah. Because there's some people that says, "Hey, you need to do this or do that," and you just kind of feel like I don't, I don't trust them. But Sky, she's very, very easy to trust, um, and also is very, very. I, I see a future with her, yeah. and I'm willing to be whatever, whoever it takes within my integrity to create that future. Yeah, the guy I used to be could not create a future with a girl because he was all about me. I didn't listen well. I was always hit like just about me. Now the importance of empathetic listening and importance of um, understanding without problem solving or shooting solutions. So one thing we would do is that like if Sky opens up about something, I'm there to listen. I'm there to support until she's complete. And then if I need to share about something, she just listens to me until I'm complete. Yeah. So we let each other hold the floor as long as we each need. So therefore, we're not just, you know, talking back and forth and no one's feeling completely valid or completely yeah. seen. So I think the this is what I've heard from a seminar I went to some time ago. He said the greatest illusion of communication is the illusion that it happened. Shit. That is so true. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah, illusion that it actually happened. Yeah. Most people, they don't. They don't actually have communication. They they talk, 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 and then when someone else talks, they don't. They they just they're not out. really listening, right? Exactly. They're just, they're just waiting to respond to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you mentioned you and Sky have had you know some childhood traumas that started bubbling up. Mm-hmm. What were some of those for you? Mm-hmm. Um, one of them for me was. Whenever, okay, so sometimes Sky will just have like a, um, a sad day or something happens, you know, like she's had things happen with her family, kind of made her sad. I thought that she was like mad at me or I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. So I'll like make myself like, oh my goodness, I messed this up. I need to give her a distance. You know, I need to keep away to till she, you know, gets over it. And what I've learned is that whenever she's feeling down about anything or something comes up that's triggering, that's actually when I draw closer to her. That's actually when she needs me to hold her as a man and be, and be like, hey, I'm here to hold you in my arms until this is over. You know? yeah. um, so during childhood, you know, I just 
you know, whenever a girl's upset, they just keep a distance or it hurt. And I've realized that no, like that's when I go after her. You know, I've I've learned to not be afraid of women's emotions anymore because I used to be afraid of women's emotions. And I think it dates back to, you know, growing up with my mother, watching a single mom with four kids work two or three jobs and put herself through school at the same time, like 18 hour days. Yeah. And so I just watched her in survival so much. And so for me, she never really showed any emotion. She was always just headstrong, focused, you know, and she'll get upset sometimes. You know, we got whoopings, typical childhood. But I've realized that, like, loving as my mother was, she lived so much of her life in survival. And me watching it as a kid, whenever I, you know, would see a woman that goes through anything emotional, I'm like, oh, my God, something's wrong. How can I help? Because that was the thing. I always wanted to help my mom. But I was, like, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. So I got a job at 15 doing everything I could to, you know, pay any bills with my little $7 an hour job. And, um, and I kind of had this like, oh, maybe I'm just not doing enough to help out. No, I'm not doing enough, you know? Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of things I've like had conversations with her, um, went through different like seminars and transformational things. But as, as a child, whenever someone around me would fail or mess up, especially someone I love, I would blame myself that I didn't do enough or I could have done something. And, I've realized that people will go through trials and tribulations and I can help, you know, any way I can. But ultimately, if they're going through their process, that's their process with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, it when it comes to somebody healing and changing, that has to be a choice that they make themselves. Right. Like exactly. there's so much that you can do. Exactly. And definitely when we're 12 and 13, we don't understand or even know that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 it. You know, it's um, and so it's like they say that the business of adulthood is healing our childhood. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much there's so much unlearning that you have to do when you become an adult, especially when you have grown up. You know, I was I was raised in a um, I was the youngest of three mm-hmm. and, you know, raised by a single mom as well. And I mean, also just badass hardworking woman mm-hmm. um but yeah like she also had her own shit and we don't realize that our parents even have their own shit until we get older and we get mm-hmm. our own shit and you were like damn now i understand you mm-hmm. know i understand what you were going through i understand why you were going through it even if we're not living in a similar situation oftentimes we get into a place where we can see our parents we can humanize them we can say like i understand why you went through what you went through mm-hmm. um i'm curious do you and and sky either together or individually do any type of therapy yeah so we um the seminar i was telling you about is called um sabatove transformational um seminars based out of gainesville florida and Denver, yeah. colorado and um we do like three-day, five-day long seminars. Um, I think she went through this, we both went through this, something called the advanced course with Sabatov. Mm-hmm. And that was like 12-hour days of nothing but transformational communication. Wow. Because there comes a space where you start going through your childhood traumas. And then after you start rendering those, there's actually past life traumas that we've had that wow. caused us to manifest the parents we have today. Like if someone in a past life had a relationship issue with, a, with their husband who was abusive and they never meant it in a past life, they'll attract an abusive father Wow! to continue that cycle of that life. You see, so it's, um, it's, it, there's wow. one life, 
you know, one verse, universe. Mm -hmm. And it lives through different incarnations, solving those traumas and everything. So if we look at what we grew up with, chances are it's something from a past life we just haven't finished yet. And now we get to finish in this life. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's powerful. Yeah. What are some of those um, communication tools that you learn either for you to mm -hmm. heal, you know, those traumas that you have or, you know, you know, some of the communication tools that you are using with Sky now. Yeah. So one of the ones I use the most, um, it's called, uh, it's like empathetic reflective listening. And whenever someone's, okay, so whenever someone's speaking to you, mm -hmm. it's an act to quiet our mind and look into their eyes and be them as they're speaking. Literally be in their world so much that you're experiencing what they're experiencing. And you reflect back to that like, wow, like you must be experiencing um, extreme anxiety about this, you know, by the exams coming up and everything. I can imagine it causing you to lose sleep at night yeah. because you're being them. Yeah. So whenever someone's talking to us, don't think about what we're going to say to them. Think about what is it like to be them as they're sharing about what they're sharing mm -hmm. and what are they actually experiencing and stay there until they're complete. And yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's it's powerful. It's it's powerful. You you get to know people on a whole different level because you've literally now like walked in their shoes and you're like, oh, my goodness. You know, yeah. I, I, just because his human beings, we're not we're not really made as just like solely focused on ourselves. We're interdependent, which means is that we're, we're kind of all here for each other. Mm -hmm. Our, like what you're doing to another, you're doing to yourself. Actually, what you're doing to another, what you're doing to yourself, that's actually an illusion because that is insinuating that there's actually another. Yeah. There is no other. There's only you. So what you put out, you are. Mm -hmm. So whatever energy yeah. you put out, so you are. And physical reality, the people in physical reality reflect that back to you always perfectly. If you're attracting people that are haters, if you're attracting people putting you down, then is there anywhere in our lives that we're either manifesting that onto someone else or do we have a belief structure within us that feels that we actually deserve that? We never experience anything that deep down, deep down inside, we don't either feel like we deserve or we're doing to someone else. Yeah. And you, I, you know, based on what you were saying, that, that was a lot of your issue as a child. Like you, mm -hmm. you know, worthiness and am I, am I doing enough type deal? Do mm -hmm. you feel like you're still carrying that or do you feel like you feel a Early twenties, I went on the other side of that, and yeah. I was like, "I'm the shit." <laughs> <laughs> I love I, that. Sometimes I, you got to go to the extreme yeah, to help I, you get past and get through things. Yeah, I went to the extreme side, of that, especially when I was like 22, 23, working yeah. at AT and T. You know, got number one sales guy in the company, and and then even like my 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 very first public speech. Actually, I think my free my first no, public speech. No, tell me about it. Okay, so my very very first public speech, I um. I, I met a guy at a at a taco shop. He was a friend of mine, and he was pretty successful for what he was doing. And I was always hanging around him because I like being around people that inspires me. Yeah. I'm full time employee at the time. And we're at a taco shop, and he's like, "Alan, I gotta tell you something." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "God didn't put you on this earth to work at a phone store." I'm like, "Where did that come from, bro?" He's like, yeah. "That just came to me to tell you that." And ever since he said that to me, I started like questioning. I'm like, "Then what am I here for?" Mm -hmm. So what I do, I go to a cornfield in Iowa. You know, I sit in the cornfield. There's a lot of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I sit in that cornfield and I say, God, if you're real, like I, I want something more out of my life. You know, mm -hmm. can you actually show me proof that you're real? I need something. And so 
I'm sitting there for like 40 minutes. Time goes on. Nothing happens. I walk to my um, I walk to my apartment. I get a text message from my uncle in Seattle, Washington. And he's like, hey, I'm inspired to call you. Let's have a talk real quick. I got to tell you something. I'm like, okay, what's up? I hop on a phone call with him. And he's like, I just feel inspired to tell you that God loves you and God is glad you're back in his life. And I'm like, what? Like, where is this coming from? He's like, I just felt inspired to tell you this. And, you know, it's just random. I'm like, it's like yeah. 2 o'clock in the middle of the daytime. So that was my first little tweak that there could be something more. Then I started seeing, like, 11-11, synchronistic numbers, love songs that just resonated coming on. And so I'm like, okay, enough with the party tricks. Yeah. If, if there's something really out there that's bigger than all of this, make me a motivational speaker. Yeah. Because at the time, I was full-time employee. I would watch a lot of motivational videos, and I wanted to be like that. I was yeah. like, if I can be like that, then I'll definitely believe there's something. So I go to Twitter, start posting motivational tweets. A lady reaches out to me, and she's like, hey, could you come to my office? I'd love to meet you. You're so inspiring. I read your tweets all the time. I go to her office, and I'm sitting across from her, and she's talking, and I'm talking. And she's like, you're so inspiring. You don't, know, you don't even know who I am. I'm like, well, who are you? She's like, I work for Dr. Ben Carson. And I'm like, the presidential guy? She's like, yes, wow. I'm I'm his campaigner here in Iowa, and I would love for you to meet him. And I'm like, okay. So she introduces me to Dr. Ben Carson, and I I get to him. I see he's presidential because I'm like, hey, I'm not I'm not political at all. Yeah. You know, Republican. I'm I'm not political. But for me, I just say, um, what what is like what is this whole God stuff, Dr. Like Ben Carson, like what's this God stuff? What's this spiritual stuff? You know, don't like don't 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 prescribe me a Bible or Quran. Don't give me any books. Just just tell me, give it to me straight. Right. You know? And he's like, you found the secret to success, and that's all he said. And so it hit it like hit my soul. And so I get home, and then I sit there just ponder on that. Go to bed. Wake up ne- next day or so. Call her to say, hey, thank you for um thank you for for the introduction. And she's like, that's perfect timing because um, we actually need you. I'm like, what's up? She's like, tonight's the Iowa caucus and we need a speaker. And I'm like, okay, what's what's a caucus? She's like, don't worry about it. Just come here and speak. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I get there. She forgets to tell me that there's 700 people in the audience. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is my first. I've never spoken publicly before. So 700 people in the audience. And then my opponent was Donald Trump himself. Well, yeah. yeah, that was my very first public speech. And when I saw him there, I'm like, why is Donald Trump here? And they're like, he's your opponent. He's you're speaking against them. I was like, y'all didn't tell me that. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh-huh. They just threw you into the fire and was like, let's see how you do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so I went up there. He, he spoke first about Make America Great and did his whole thing. And I spoke about the way we make America great is that if everyone took the time to love their neighbors the way they love themselves. Like, what if everyone took the time to get to know their neighbor? Everyone took the time to really go out there and, like, genuinely touch someone's lives on a daily basis. Just one. It can be just uh, get someone's coffee. It can, it can be, you know, just help someone across the road. Just if everyone at the same time decided to think about one other person every day, our whole country would be great. Mm. And yeah, and so that was my um, that was my very first public speech. <laughs> and um, damn, with mm-hmm. Donald Trump in there talking to shit, how does that feel? I, I mean, to be to be really honest, there was something in me like that conversation I had with God a couple weeks before that. 
without without that energy I felt in me, I would have blacked out. Yeah. But there was some type of there was something that was with me. Yeah. You know, it was like when I went up there to speak, it was almost like I wasn't even speaking. I was just going through the motions of whatever was telling me what to say, telling me how to move, telling me what to do. And I was just in a, you know, you're just so excited, just jittery. Yeah. I was like that excited, but I was also kind of grounded. I kind of lost control of myself. And once I finally regained consciousness, like everyone's clapping. My cousin was like, what the heck you just do, Alan? Was that you? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I, I just, um, I just always say like everyone has that access to that power within them, you know, and um, and and it's not like because I'm telling you, me before that was just very typical. Didn't finish college, dropped out of like first semester of like community college. Yeah, not didn't drop out, flunked out. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, community college. It just it just wasn't for me, and um, and and what I've realized is that everyone can access the power within them. But it's not a journey of figuring it out. It's a journey of surrendering mm. and letting it take control of your life. Yeah. And without, because every time I try to put the steering wheels in my hands, I, I, I'm in control. I know this. It goes to hell. Yeah. But then when I'm like, okay, if there's something more for me, I'm going to back up. I don't have to be in control. I surrender. I give up. Then things kind of gets in alignment. Mm. And honestly, Sky is the manifest. I, okay, I never said this publicly before. I'll say it publicly now. Yeah. Before Sky, I was on a like manifesting, finding my dream girl journey. I was yeah. reading books. I was writing love notes to like imagine. I would drive home, hold my hand out to my passenger seat, and pretend I'm holding my you girl's like, hand. You like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I was I was so ready. And, and, and the, the dating scene nowadays is just messy. Like it, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, that's a whole nother, yeah, yeah. It is messy. I mean, yeah. it's been messy, and it's just, yeah. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I can see why you were like, nope, I am not doing that. Yeah, I was I was ready. I was I was one of those guys that like if I was on a date with a girl, like if my mindset is thinking, how can I build a household with this girl? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's where my mind was. And um and I kind of find it interesting how I hit a point where I just gave up. I was like, you know what? I'm marrying God. I'm gonna be a monk. No no romance in my life. Like yeah. I I just gave up. You were like, it's not for me. It's not, not yet. in the cards. It's, it's not clearly. for me. Yeah. And well really it was just not time yet. Right. Like exactly. sometimes we try to rush things mm-hmm. and or or try to create things and it's just not time. Exactly. It's a timing. But mind you that it's not a time of like a clock time. Yeah. It's like our own timing, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like readiness. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because one, I remember like talking with Sky a lot. She was she would say like, Alan, like there's things about you I love so much. Like I'm like, what? She's like, I love how good of a listener you are. I'm like, holy crap, two years ago, I was not a listener. Yeah. I've realized that everything she loves about me are the things that I had to actually work on. Mm, yeah, you know? yeah, you got to do the work, right? I think that's yeah. one thing in most relationships that people try to skip over, which, you know, oftentimes lands us in these very unhealthy or toxic or miserable relationships mm-hmm. because we skip doing the work that we need to do on ourselves. And we'll we'll put expectations on other people like, you know, I expect you to be this person and, and do this and, you know, dress this way and all this shit. And, mm-hmm. and we haven't even taken time to like sit and reflect and learn and, and do our own fucking work. And 
work through our own trauma to become the the person that we're even like how how can you expect to have you know this magical being in your life when you yourself are magic less you know what Ooh. I mean? <laughs> like you 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 want somebody who's hardworking but you're lazy you yes. know what I mean and and that is not to say that you and your partner should match on every level because you're just mm. not. You're two different beings and people and, you know, we're we're such complex organisms that we're just not, there's just no way that could happen. But, you know, to a certain extent, like you definitely can't be like, I want somebody whole, whole right? And I am a third of who exactly. I'm supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, ooh, that's it. You got it. You got it. That's that's exactly it. You know, there's so much emphasis on what we want rather than what does our partner want. Mm-hmm. You know, like I meet so many guys that say, "Oh, I want a wife," but are you a husband? Mm. That's <laughs> the <know>? question. <laughs> it's like, are you are you a, are you are you a husband? Are you really that? Right. Because and then a lot of times when you're like, "I want a wife," you don't even know yourself well enough to know what kind of wife you want. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, right? Yeah, yeah. It goes, it goes, it goes both, both ways, ways, you know? Yeah. And so, and I feel like that's just so powerful. There was another thing as well that I've discovered that I didn't really, um, this is going to go deep into a whole nother, same same context, but different different yeah. level, different depth level. Take us there. I had a wounded masculine growing up as a kid. Yeah. I was very skinny. I had a light voice. I, I didn't have that much confidence. I was so afraid of women. Mm-hmm. Um I, I mean, people that knew me from like fifth grade to like maybe even high school um, was Chicken Little. My last name is Little. Yeah. So everyone just called me Chicken Little. Yeah. And I've, I've realized that a lot of that wounded masculine I had growing up, it, it was just simply because of the fact I was just scared, just afraid to be my authentic, mm. true self. And, and so one of the things I've learned most with Sky is like, sometimes I get a little like forward with Sky. I'm like, Sky, let's go to the grocery store now, you know? Mm-hmm. She's like, ooh, I like that. I'm like, you like that? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah. Like, she's like, I like when you get mad. I'm like, you like when I get mad? I thought women hate that. She's like, no. You know, like obviously don't attack, but like that, that, uh, that, it's, that. it's not always anger, right? Sometimes it's just assertiveness. Ex- that's the word, we just yeah. Like, we like for our partners to be assertive. Assertive, some of yeah. Us, right? Like, yeah. some of us like that, yeah. And so I, and I found that a, like a breath of fresh air because I'm like, that's actually how I am. You know, I just try to be extra, extra nice. I'm considerate, but at the same time, I'm very, I'm lion, you know, so I'm very lion like. And she's like, I want a lion. And so I think that everyone has um, a partner that compliments them, but oh, this is the key. It only compliments their authentic self. Mm, yeah. So if there's anywhere in their life that they're not being authentic, then their authentic partner is not going to like that. Damn, Alan. That's mm. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And authenticity attracts people we don't like. Authenticity attracts the people we actually like. Well, yeah, because especially if you're hiding that from yourself or just not giving that that your your true self to others, yep. you know, that that usually means that, you know, there's something about you that you don't trust or don't like or mm-hmm. you know, and so yeah, when when we attract someone that's you know is attracted to that authentic part of us. Yeah. A lot of times we're like, no, because we're rejecting, we're also, we're rejecting them, but we're also rejecting our true selves. Yes. Yes. I got something humorous about that. My, um, when I first met Sky, 
Um, this is, this is funny. I know she she's fine with me talking about this. Yeah, good. I like she's absolutely perfect in every way. But there's one thing that was oh, if she wasn't such a great character, it would have been a deal breaker. Yeah. One thing, she was really skinny. Yeah. Like really, really skinny. You you like your women thick? Yeah. <laughs> He was like, I need your help. Meet on your bones. Yeah, and so like when I first when I first met her, and she when she walked away, I was like, damn, like damn, God. <laughs> Not when she walked away. Yeah, when she walked away, I looked. I was like, I couldn't even find it. It's so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if everything like a pancake, I couldn't even find it. And so I um I had an authentic communication mm-hmm. with her, and I, and this was like six months in, and I'm like, Sky, I, I love you so much, but I find it a, a distraction. Um, how skinny you are, and there's nothing to hold. And she's like, "What?" She's like, I thought all guys wanted like super skinny. And I'm like, "No, not not at all." You know. And she's like, "This is interesting because I, I like to eat." You know. I just thought so. She actually thought that most guys want this super skinny, ninety pound girl. And me, I'm like, "You you get some Chinese food in there." I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you keep so going. she she so she was holding back. She was holding back. And and so she's and the, she started going to the gym. She started working out. You know, she put on some pounds. And now I'm like, absolutely, I mean, she's, she looks healthy now. Mm-hmm. You know, at first I used to see her rib cage, and now she looks completely healthy. And I think that um, the body shaming that, you know, that happened to so many individuals is like, there's girls out there that likes dad bods, you know? Yeah. I think that we should allow our body and create our body to be authentic with what we are comfortable with because our authentic partner is going to love that just as much. Yeah. She wasn't comfortable being so skinny. She wasn't comfortable starving herself for days on end. She actually wanted to have a healthy life. And she didn't know how to have that conversation with you. And you had that conversation with her. I think, and there's definitely a fine line there. So Mm -hmm. I'm happy for her. You were, you did not cross that line, Mm -hmm. but you know, I, I think when it comes to when it comes to women and our bodies and our idea of our bodies and the idea of the body that we think we want to have, mm-hmm. um, it starts getting bashed at a very early age for us. Mm-hmm. I think we all, you know, men and women, I think we all deal with this. But I know, just you know, speaking from my own personal experience. You know, people talking about my weight, whether I was too small or too big, mm-hmm. started. I mean, like, I mean, I can remember, you know, experiences from like um, experiences from even like five years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even with my daughter, there are some times where my mom will tell my daughter, she's like, oh, you too skinny, you know. And so mm-hmm. you, you, you give and a lot of times unintentionally, you know, you give women or people give women this idea that they have to look a certain way. And mm-hmm. and even Sky said, like, I thought this is what guys liked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I personally struggled with how I felt about my body for a really long time. And then I had a daughter and then I got stretch marks and I was like, oh my God, like I'm miserable because I'm like, now my, now I'll never be with anyone. Now I'll never be happy. Now I'll never be confident. And now I'm 32, like I still have them same stretch marks. And this is the most confident I've ever been in my life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's, yes, it's it's a lot. A lot of that is internal work. And it just goes back to a lot of the unlearning that has to take place when mm-hmm. you shift into adulthood and you start to understand that, you know, you have to love you first before you can, you know, truly love someone else. Yes. You know? That's it. Especially a partner. That's it. And a lot of times, like, we think that, you know, like, just because we've had a child, even, like, we love that child unconditionally. But 
if we really look, right, there's humans, we all have these patterns, right? And if we really look at all these patterns, we will also see the tainted love that a parent has for their child because they don't love themselves, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah, man, that like that conversation, I imagine could be very hard to have. And I I am happy that you felt like you had a safe space with Sky to say, hey, this is just what I'm thinking. And this is just how I'm feeling. And I, you know, hope you don't take it the wrong way. I was so scared. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have to have those, those, um, those hard conversations, you know, those challenging Mm -hmm. conversations because it, it turned out to be a release for her. It turned out to be like such a gift for her because Mm -hmm. now she could give up this idea that she had to be this certain way to make you, you know, like how she looked. Mm -hmm. And then she could just be like, Oh, I, Oh, I can just be myself. Oh, I could just eat this food. Cause I'm a foodie. Like I am just, I'm not a shy eater. I always give people a disclaimer when they go out to eat with me. (laughs) I'm like, look, I'm gonna eat this food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Watch if you want to. Because they get a I'm eat this food, you know. That's so I it. love that for you guys. That's it. That's it. You know, it's um there's something I always say. I, I embody it as a core thing in my life. This is a core thing in her life and everyone I meet is always chief priority is on state of being. You know, what is our state of being? Because results without happiness creates prisons. Mm, yeah. Uh, results without happiness creates prisons, mm-hmm. and um, and so I would always say this guy, this guy, I'll be like, hey, like, how does this affect your state of being? Does it miss a negative? Like, if you don't like, don't do it, because just our creator has many paths that we can go down, and we get to choose the happiest or we get to choose the unhappiest. Mm-hmm. But either way, we still get to the end finish line. It's just that we get there because we we cannot arrive because one thing that um i see a lot of people have on their board on their wall is i want to be happily married Mm, yeah and there's so much focus on i want to be the married part but the happily is not even considered right people Mm. forget that you have to first make yourself happy it all starts with us right it all starts Mm -hmm. with i and and first you have to make yourself happy right because i can't depend on my partner for my happiness Mm -hmm. because then that happiness can come and go so easily, mm-hmm. you know, and again, you get into those spaces of very unhealthy relationships, but happy within that starts first, right? Like exactly. the marriage, the marriage is the the commitment and the, you know, that's the coming together of us, you know, you and mm-hmm. I, but the happy, yeah, that comes first, right? Exactly. That's what yeah. that is. That is within. Yeah. And um, a part of that work we have to do. That's it. That's it. And happy. Here's a, here. Okay. Here is the secret to being happy. Very, very simple. Be authentic. Yeah. Religiously, like relentlessly authentic. Yeah. That's it. When we are fully authentic and detached to how others respond, that's happiness, continuous happiness. Mm-hmm. Because happiness is our, actually our natural state of being. The soul's natural nature is to be happy and free and love. These are natural things. But we get off track and we convince ourselves that we have to abandon that for whatever it is result. But the moment we're leaving happiness to get somewhere, we're actually leaving the destination or leaving the mm. end result. Yeah. You know, so um, the quickest way to creating happiness in one's life is first be authentic with who we are. Tell ourselves that in the mirror. And then to those, 
that will feel that it's, a, that it's hard to tell them or we're scared to tell them, tell them first. Mm-hmm. And I'll go like, I remember that conversation I had with my, um, with my great, with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. My grandfather's Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. Strong Jehovah's Witness. Huge Ooh. believer in it. I did everything growing up, you know, field service, um, awake, watchtower. Mm-hmm. That conversation I had with him that said, hey, I don't align with the, the Kingdom Hall anymore. I don't align with that anymore. That was such a hard thing. Mm-hmm. And talking with him, and he responded back to me. He's like, so what you going to do that? I'm like, I'm going to be a motivational speaker. He's like, those come up and go down all the time. You know, he's like, them. He, he let me have it. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, nah, you know, God's going to inspire me. And he's like, well, you, but you're leaving Jehovah's Witness, so you're leaving God. I'm like, no, I'm not leaving God. I'm just leaving your perspective. I'm, I'm leaving this religion, right? Exactly. God, God is not a religion. Exactly. So it was such a... It was such a hard conversation, yeah, I but imagine. I had it and I felt free. Mm-hmm. I actually, I felt closer to, to God, to our creator, you know, because yeah. I've, I've learned from so many different, you know, Hare Krishna, Buddha, Muslim. There's so many amazing, amazing perspectives. Um, and what resonates with me is honest. This is what I think. Whenever I think of God, I think of Whitney Houston in heaven. And I listen to the music, I listen to the songs, yeah. and that's why I connect with God. I swear to God, I'm not lying. I listen to Whitney. You know what? I love Whitney. Everybody's like, no, you can only listen to Whitney before the drugs. And I'm like, look, I just like Whitney. Exactly. I just I <laughs> just, I just, like Whitney. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that for you, though, that you had the opportunity to sit with your grandfather and really speak on something that, like, was important to you and yeah. say like this is i'm changing yeah and this is changing yeah. yeah that's it have have the conversations that needs to be have mm-hmm. had those are going to cre- those conversations create the fastest path to happiness have the conversations with ourselves then have the conversations with others involved and don't you know put it in a stance of like um you need to hear this but be like hey i need to express this yeah. Could you hold space for me as I express this? Because I'm living in like a like a like a closet, like a like a, a prison yeah. of 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 lies. When there's a truth within me, so everyone, everyone, the people, there's someone listening to this right now. They know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. They have something that's true for them that they're they're not sharing. They're keeping it inside. It can be a job. It can be a relationship. Yeah. It can be a friendship. Tell your truth because it's only going to get worse over time. Yeah. And sooner or later, if you don't act on life, life will act on you. Oh, shit. Ain't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to go back to kind of um, childhood things because I know you right now as an adult, like you work with, with people and teach them public speaking. Mm-hmm. What did you want to be when you were a kid? You know, interesting. The very, okay. That's, that's different phases. Yeah. The first time I was ever asked that question, my dad asked me and I was four. I said a preacher. Mm-hmm. I, I said a preacher. In yeah. my mind, I wanted to share God's you know, wisdom. Yeah. Then as time went on, I wanted I said civil environmental engineer, but that was because so many members of my family, my parents, my grandma, my mom, they told me that engineers are successful, doctors are successful. Yeah, you gotta create a life for yourself. You exactly. Know, yeah, so stability. I I aligned my child my desire, at least that part of my child's desire. Well, I, will, I basically when I said I want to be an engineer, we said I want my parents to be proud of me. You know? Yeah, that I, self-pleasing part that all children have. Yeah, yeah or, yeah. or um, parent-pleasing part that, that all children exactly. Have, yeah. So as a kid, uh, first time I ever asked, I, I said preacher. Mm-hmm. That was, and that was that's 
there was that was the first initial desire and then belief came that that's not possible and then slowly but surely coming back to that except yeah. for not preaching with any religious body just open love open spirituality yeah I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember like I so I grew up on um, Destiny's Child, you oh. know, and so like anybody <laughs> yep. would ask me for a long time, I want to be Beyonce. That's that's what I want to be when I grow up. I want to mm -hmm. be Beyonce. And then, yeah, you know, you get older and you realize like that's not actually a thing that you could be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. Like yep. you could be a performer, you could be a dancer, but you can't be a Beyonce. Um, but Beyonce is Beyonce. Um she is still my favorite. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, then I, yes, I also started to say, like, the things that I felt like the adults, because those are the only people asking me, mm -hmm. like other adults, you know, ask me what I wanted to be. Like, I only had this one option and I had to choose this one thing and that's all that I could do and that's all I needed to focus on, you know. Um, and then, you know, my, my, I was the youngest, so my, my brother grew up. And he got into real estate and started, you know, on his entrepreneurial journey. And he just started telling me, like, here's these other options, right? Like, mm -hmm. yes, you have college. Yes, you have, um, you know, trades and, you know, you have all the shit you can do, you know, but here's this other path that you could take. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember sitting in an interview. I used to compete in pageants. And so I remember sitting in an interview one time. And, you know, being asked that question, you know, what did I want to be when I grew up? And then I was just like, I want to do all, I want to do all of it. And let me tell you all the things, you mm -hmm. know, let me tell you all the things that I want to be. And, and I, I ended up, I didn't win that pageant, but I did end up um, making the top lineup because uh, she grabbed me after and she was like, I have never seen anyone so passionate, but it would just, it just opened my eyes to like all of these possibilities in life. And, you know, my brother, he's also just somebody I've always looked up to. And so I was just like, I can just do all this. And so mm -hmm. I trusted it. And I believed in that. And it was real. Like I, it is, there's just all these possibilities out there and damn. Yeah. We That's could just, it. we could just be and do whatever we want to do. It, you know, as long as it, you know, kind of back to what you said, as long as it, Long, as, as long as it feels good to our nervous system, as, as, as long as it doesn't, you know, challenge my integrity, as long as it doesn't take me That's out it. of who I am, my true self. That's it. Yeah. Never, yep. Never lose, never lose your true self. Never abandon that. Yeah. Sometimes you may feel like you're the only one that knows your true self. Sometimes you are. Right? Yeah. There's, there is a lot of who I am that nobody gets access to, right? Like nobody yes. knows. Do you feel like you and Sky have started to like tap into those depths now? Like I gotta, like I gotta say it. I, it's, it's, it's interesting how um, something's been insight's been bringing something up for me. Yeah, that um, it's been bringing up to, to me now to just share, mm -hmm. you know, with, with 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 the world. Yeah, and um, it's so interesting because as you were talking, insight is like, oh, just say this, just share this, just share this, just give them everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so when I first you know what polyamory is? Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting how there was so much when I was growing up, whenever I hear that word, I would think of, oh my God, if people have 20, 30, because I, I went to Dubai yeah. and there was this guy that had like, he had to be like four or five wives behind yeah. him with like six kids each. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a lot of people and everything. And I was always so resistant, like, oh my goodness to it. 
And me and Sky, we actually have a polyamorous relationship. Yeah. And that has been something that I've discovered has been um, the people I really resonate with is people of the LGBTQ community to have a relationship status that massively is like not the most accepted and understood. And mind you that think about our relationship is that we're not really actively with other people. It's not, it's not really a regular thing. We're like seeking. Seeking. No, not really. It's just the freedom. So is it, is it more like you guys are in an open relationship or do you actually have another partner right now? So it's more like, um, it's, it's, it's a bit, it's hard to call it an open relationship Mm -hmm. because most of the time it's just me and her, Mm -hmm. you know, most of the time. But like, say, for example, I could see someone and say, hey, I find that lady actually really attractive, mm-hmm. you know? And Sky, oh, yeah, you know, definitely, you know? And it's okay if I was to talk to her. Yeah. And the thing about with Sky, um, she she's not really, like, all the way out, like, as far as um, open with other people and everything. Mm-hmm. But she's admitted that, you know, she may have subtle attractions towards other people, mm-hmm. um, towards women. She'll have little attractions towards women. And I'm like, that's perfectly fine. I completely validate that. Mm-hmm. And um, she's never, you know, acted on it or anything at all. But we both have gone to a depth where, like, wow, like, I'm in a relationship with her and I also have attraction towards other women. Am I a terrible guy? I'm a monster. I'm horrible. And in the very first part of our relationship, we had this conversation. And one of the things she would say to me is, like, Alan, this is actually harder for you. Like, this is a, you're making this way a bigger deal than it is. I completely understand. You're a guy. If you're attracted mm-hmm. to other women, you can talk to them. I'm perfectly fine with that. My thing is communicate with me. Yeah. And my, in, in my mind, I'm like, that's not, that's not it at all. That's, that's no, no, that's, that's cheating. What are you talking about? You know, that, that's absolutely that's cheating. cheating if you're being sneaky, right? Exactly. If, if you and your partner have, decided together that this is something that you wanted to do both of you right like you both have to be comfortable with it because it it takes massive trust to Mm -hmm. to be in a polyamorous relationship but yes it's you yeah yeah, you were probably like whoa because we're we're taught so often you know what we see is this this man and this woman relationship Mm -hmm. all the time Yes. We're in 2022. We're just now getting into a space where that's changing mm. on television and in in shows and in books that we're actually seeing different types of relationships, but we still aren't really seeing here in America, you know, polyamorous relationships, right? Yeah. And it's not a lot of a lot of couples and and um that are like that feel like they still have to be closeted right now even mm-hmm. just because so many people want to put their opinions onto you, you know? Yeah. I got to say it's been, um, we've been together. Wow. It's been two years now, about two years now. And, um, and I, I felt like before her, every other relationship I was ever in, I felt like I was in a closet about something. Mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, I'm attracted. But I, like, because my attraction is very energy based. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you see a pretty girl, I'm like, okay, whatever. But whenever I feel that like connection, yeah. I, I, I just feel that. Yeah. And I've learned to like, oh, quiet that part of me. Don't get too close to a girl I'm connected with because that can lead to trouble and everything. Mm-hmm. But now it's a level of like, if you feel that connection and if you have that healthy conversation and communication with your partner, you create your own rules, you create your own relationships. Yeah. And it's interesting how we talked about doing a video together on social media. We chickened out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I chickened out. But um, but I think it's something now that we can just, um, she's actually 
I'm the I'm the the one that's like <gasps> she's like Alan. This is like whatever you know. Yeah. I've, I'm kind of detached from yeah. what the world thinks. I I prioritize yeah. what makes you happy, and I prioritize what makes her happy. And um, but I've definitely definitely learned that what we're taught about relationships can run counter to what we internally feel mm-hmm. and what we internally feel in authenticity. I would say always choose authenticity over what we're taught because that's the way to happiness mm-hmm. and prioritizing happiness is, and it's so interesting how like whenever there is, like if there is another girl that I'm connecting with and I'll tell Sky about her, usually Sky's cool with her as well, you know, and there's that conversation there like, like wow, this person's actually in alignment. They're, they're just on a higher frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of connection. So me growing up in a household and pop culture, media, you know, movies like Baby Boy and stuff oh, like shit, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I dealt with a lot of self-invalidation, like, oh, my God, I'm just a bad guy. I can never yeah. find a woman. And Yeah, and you always, you also always seen the guy cheating. And so you were like, I never want to be that guy. Right? Exactly. Like, I never want to be that man who would hurt a woman, who would hurt himself you know, just to go outside of the relationship one time. Yeah. Exactly. And there was the, there was one time where Sky actually got upset with me um, because she there was a girl I was attracted to. She knew I was attracted to her, but I held myself back and I, I avoided her. And she's like, Alan, I, I, I felt the energy. I knew what you were doing and I don't like that. I want you to be authentic. I will be way, way more upset if you withheld yourself than if you authentically expressed yourself. And I'm like, it took me about a year and a half to actually truly believe her mm-hmm. because I've just I've just had so many past relationships that led to me being in trouble because of that. But now now I'm at a point like two years in, I was like, okay, cool. It's it's old news now to us. Mm-hmm. But um I think there's a lot of couples out there that like either the girl or the guy could be like, wow, I'm actually attracted to more than one person at a, at the same time. Yeah. What's wrong with me? And I just got to say that love, there's a movie called Her. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, we all get to create our you know, relationships. Like, for example, yeah. like my, um, my, a lot of my family members, a lot of my people I know, they have a monogamous relationship. It's working perfectly. I think if it makes you happy, it's perfect. Stick yeah. to that, you know? Yeah. I don't stand for um, be poly and nothing else. I stand for be authentic. You get to choose. We get to really choose the dynamics that we want. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think every choice is a, is a fair choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was it like, though, you know, sitting with her in that conversation and you guys making that decision and saying, hey, we want to, you know, if, if we do find somebody we, we like, like we mm-hmm. want to open this relationship up to where I can I can go and yeah, or and whatever. well, it was it was kind of an awkward conversation because she already knew it from the first day she met me. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't believe her that she could actually be allowing of it um, because I'm the one that's more on the forefront. Like, hey, I have this attraction and everything with her. She's most of the time she's perfectly fine with me. And there's occasionally every once in a while, very really she's like, hey, there is that girl. I actually thought she was attractive, too. And that's as far as it's ever gone with her. Mm-hmm. And so. I sat with her and I opened up with, hey, you're going to break up with me in like seven months. And I'm like, and she's like, why? And I'm like, because we're going to be together. Things are going to be going perfectly well. And then there's going to be another woman I'm going to meet and I'm going to feel attracted to her and I'm going to feel ashamed. You're going to be mad at me for being attracted to her. And she sat there and she listened to me. And then she says, I experienced you as projecting your past women onto me. Mm. And I was like, "But, but that's all women. She's like, no, it's not. 
And and then I continue to say like, so you're telling me that if there was another woman that I was to connect with and I was even have sex with that girl, you would be okay with it. She was she's saying, I think this is a bigger deal for you than it is for me. You know? And so um for the first like seven months, six, seven months, for the first wow, I did it was just me and her. And then I went to I went to Hawaii to visit my cousin, and um there was a girl that I did connect there with, and stuff happened, and I called Sky and I'm like, Well, you're about to leave me. And she's like, What's wrong? And I'm like, There was this girl here, and you know, X X is her name, whatever. Uh, stuff happened, and um, and I feel so bad in myself. I feel so ashamed. I'm a terrible guy. And she was like, hmm, okay, I understand. You know, I love you. And when you get back home, um, I'll probably make you a nice dinner or make you something good to eat, and we'll talk about it. And I'm like, I'm not in trouble. She's like, why would you be in trouble? You know, she's like, did you, were, were you acting on your, like, did you feel an authentic connection with her? I'm like, yeah, I felt a good connection with her. She's like, yeah, you're perfectly fine. You know, just don't slip into, like, lust or anything at all. But if you feel like... Don't slip into that phase again where you're keeping things, right? Hiding things, yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, she's like, the fact that you're being fully transparent about it, that makes me love you more. And, um, And so after that happened, and I went back to her and talked to her, and she was perfectly fine. Here we are two years later, and I'm like, wow, this is a really real thing. And ironically, I started, like, I started attracting people that were um, more okay with it. Hence why I brought up the LGBTQ community, Mm -hmm. because I felt more accepted amongst that community than the normal people, like, not normal, but like the, 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 the common notion, you know, because we're all in a sense normal. But, um, but I was like, it's so interesting now that I'm connected with different communities that are more in alignment with me. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, recently talking to someone that I'm connected to and she was telling me, you know, we were just in conversation and she was like, and yeah, and I went out and did this with my nesting partner. And I was like, your nesting partner? Mm-hmm. Like, that's really cool. I was like, why are you calling them your nesting partner? And she was like, oh, because I, you know, I didn't know this about her. She's like, yeah, she was like, I'm in a, you know, polyamorous relationship. And so I have to, you know, keep everything, you know, kind of label my, my partner. So everybody knows who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just a unique type of relationship. Again, one of those things, you know, like I was talking about from my childhood where I was like, oh my God, there's all these options. Relationships are the same way. Like there are all these options out, out there. And what happens is through through life and um, conditioning, like we create these limits for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We put ourselves in this, this box. Yeah. Have you ever read the book Untamed? I've heard of that book. Oh fucking amazing read Mm -hmm. the book okay um but you know it it is the book is about that you know being untamed it's about you know letting yourself out of this this cage and freeing yourself you Mm -hmm. know and I feel like when you talk about open relationships when you talk about you know having more than one passion when you when you talk about all of these things like you you allow yourself to be open and receiving to all of these, you know, all these other options that are out there. Mm-hmm. And, and then when they present themselves to you, a lot of times it is conflicting, right? Because mm-hmm. we are taught, you know, all of these things. And we're like, um, like, this is aligned with my religion. Does this align? Yes. You know what I mean? And we start to think about all these things, like, yes. am I going to hell? Am I, you know what I'm saying? And really like, 
if we were meant for one person, you know, this is just me in my head. If, if we were meant for just one person, if we were meant to just do one thing, I just, we just wouldn't be such complex humans. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's just what I believe. Mm. Like our mm. love is so big and so strong and so filling that we can give it to so many different people, right? We have mm. friends. We give our love to our parents, your partner, your kids. Mm-hmm. And like if if we weren't meant to do that, if we weren't meant to love more than one person at a time, like we just wouldn't be who we are. I've I've I, I definitely got a second what you're saying. That's yeah. absolutely I've 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 definitely learned the more I love and allow myself to love, the closer to God I become. Yeah. The closer to like humanity, the closer to my spirituality, the closer more integrated I become. I thought that by withholding love for certain people because I'm in a relationship, that'll cause me to be on track, be, you know, uh, holy. Yeah. But to withhold love causes us to not be whole. Thus, it is unholy mm. yeah. to be that. So um, we should we should be able to choose, you know, to love however we want to love and not invalidate others if they want to love the way they love yeah absolutely and um and i think that that's that's that starts to gear towards world peace yeah mm-hmm. which is this big idea that we think is so unattainable yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's something that yeah it seemed like it's like, oh my goodness you know like peace and like lion king and everyone's walking together but i i, I think that you know one snowflake is forgettable mm-hmm. but look what happens when they all stick together yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I would definitely say I think more more poly couples should definitely be sharing or, you know, to to whatever extent that they're comfortable, but really opening up the conversation on that because I think people just see like this it was the same thing with, you know, um people coming out of the closet, right? Being lesbian or gay, yeah. like more people had to start talking about it. Mm-hmm. And for other people to start opening their eyes and realizing that this is real and to really just start saying, like, I accept you for who you are, because now I know, you know, some people, a lot of people aren't, you know, against it. They just they just don't know Mm -hmm. and they don't really know what it means. And they don't even they don't really know why, you know, Mm -hmm. and and it's not that, you know, every couple needs to come out and have that conversation and explain it. But, you know. Just, just more people just being willing to having, willing to have that conversation. Yeah, I think is is a big deal. That is, that is, because I, I gotta say, like I'll even be authentic. I felt a little fear in me as yeah. I was even saying it earlier, but yeah. I kept getting that nudge. Say it. I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, say it. Because my thing, I, I will tell Scott. I'm like, Scott, I'm like a lazy poly. Like, I really don't date much. You know, yeah. like I'm mostly working and building business or whatever it is, and you know, with her. But at the same time, for the sake of the people that's dealing with that inside of them and, and, and validating themselves, I'll just share like, hey, it's something that's definitely creatable. Um, it, more people, more people that do it than we think, you know, yeah. more, more couples are in open relationships than we think. Yes. It, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's something else. It's funny because I had this idea that it was like, you know, the, the, either the really old, like, weird couple at the, the beach bar yeah. looking for a young person yeah. or it's like, you know, freaking super like gothic. Or, I don't know. Yeah. I made it this 
you made it this unattainable, weird thing that you're like, oh, that couldn't be me. Exactly. But in reality, I I guess, I guess it is me and I guess I am at peace of it. It's a part of you. Yeah. It's a part of you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's something, you know, the first time, the first time I've ever said it publicly, just true story. (laughs) I was at a drive-thru at Culver's. How, okay, tell me <laughs> it, how you got on that conversation. Well, I just needed to say it. You know, I, I couldn't accept it about myself and I needed to just say it. And so I, I go to Culver's. I get a, you know, vegan burger there. They have vegan burgers there. Oh, I didn't I'm, know that. I'm vegan. Okay. Yep. Yep. You get the veggie patty. Are you vegan? Vegan. Same. Yes. Yes. Look at us being vegan and stuff. Sky yep. too? Sky's <gasps> vegan too. Oh my God. I love yep. you guys even more now. Yep. yep. So, um, so I, I go to the drive-thru, pick up my burger, pick up my fry. And I'm just like, ma'am. She's like, yeah, how can I help you, sir? I'm like, I'm Polly and I'm proud. And she looked at me. She's like, good for you. Good oh, for you. I love that. It was, it was, it yeah. sounds like a new shirt. It sounds yeah. like a new shirt you should be wearing. I love that. that that's the next step. Yeah. I po- yeah that's I'm Polly and I'm proud. <laughs> yeah. You guys, Ellen and I are going to make that shirt and we're going to sell it I'll... to you guys because we know some <laughs> of you are also Polly. And let's just represent that together. I am single, so <laughs> I am not in an open relationship because I'm in no relationship. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, one of my my best friends, a woman who I call my wife because we are in a very deeply connected um, space and, and just have a beautiful friendship. Mm-hmm. But um, so but she is uh, dating right now and she is also in an open relationship and you know, her primary partner, she's in love with her. You know, mm-hmm. that's her person. I mean, I don't, I genuinely don't think we go a time without sitting together that we don't talk about her at some point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's how much she loves her. And I love her too. I think she's dope as fuck. So mm-hmm. I'm here for the conversation, but they are, they're exploring what an open relationships feels like for them too. And yeah, I think it's I think it's amazing. Like I'm happy for you and Sky. I'm happy for them. And I'm just like, yes, so just yep. really back to that. Just be who the fuck you are. Yeah. And, you know, sloppy seconds is all about, you know, just embracing all of you, right? The mm-hmm. light, the dark, the weird, the, you know, questionable, the all, you know, all your shit, all your baggage, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, moving into your future and saying, I can be great. Mm-hmm. no matter what right yep. and that's one of those things like being poly isn't a bad thing mm-hmm. it's just a different thing it's mm-hmm. different than what you've been doing or what you're used to right mm-hmm. and yeah like a lot of times you have to get you have to do whatever you have to do to accept that for yourself first yeah and yeah and then move accordingly like yep. and and i got a couple of i got inspired to share a couple of rules about yeah. it okay yes please do without these rules it will not work yeah Okay. Rule number one, 100% transparency and honesty. Mm-hmm. All continuous transparency and honesty yeah. with all, with everyone involved. Yeah. You know, any hiding that doesn't work. Yeah. Transparency and honesty. Um, another thing is complete freedom um, to be it or like not be it. There's, mm-hmm. there's sometimes where I just want to chill with Sky, mm-hmm. and it'll be like that for months or so, you know. And then there's sometimes where I feel attracted for another woman, and 
you shouldn't basically you shouldn't get into a space where yeah. just because I'm not dating right now doesn't mean that I may not want to in the future. Exactly. Okay. Don't don't make any like absolutes about it. Yeah. You know, because some people can evolve from monogamous to polyamorous. Some people can evolve from polyamorous to monogamy. Mm-hmm. I think is allow your process to play it, itself out. Yeah. Um, and then I, one thing I found this isn't an absolute rule, but I found that it helped. Um, me and Sky had about a good seven months where we didn't talk to anybody else. It was just me and her. Mm-hmm. And we built a really good foundation. Um, I wouldn't say it's an absolute thing, but for me, it helped that we and her built a foundation mm-hmm. with just me and her mm-hmm. before, you know, we opened up and I was talking to another woman or anything because yeah. she already trusted me. She already knew me. It wasn't like the first day I met her and all of a sudden it was like, it just wasn't too much at the same time. Yeah. It was just, it was just me. So that's, that's not for everybody, but for yeah. me that worked to have that foundation. Yeah. Cause some built. people are like, I need to, I need to jump in and get my feet wet because I need to know how you really feel yeah. about us doing this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and you know, creating the trust and things in the process. Yeah. yeah that's right. It. And different, different things will work for different people. You know, that same conversation that we're, we're having as do what feels authentic Yes. For you. And then I will say the last one is um, you cannot be afraid of being abandoned by your partner. Mm. That is so crucial. Um, poly, a, a polyamorous relationships requires such a strong level of security. Mm-hmm. And that security cannot be based on what your partner does. It has to be based on you have the security within yourself. You feel love with this person. You love them. And don't get me wrong. What your partner does, it matters and everything. Mm-hmm. But you can't have it like, you didn't call me yesterday. You didn't call me the day before. You you can't have your source of security from your partner. Yeah. Your, your source of security has to come from within and you share that with your partner. Yeah. So if there's someone who's truly afraid of losing um, their partner or losing that, I would say do your best to heal that or have conversations about that um, before opening up to more because... Um, that's going to get triggered every single time. If anyone talks to anyone, if one person has the fear of being abandoned Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, like that, that fear of abandonment is something, it's not even really a fear. It's an experience that we've had sometime during our childhood or high school or whenever that we were actually abandoned by someone and we really feel that. So um, trust that your partner will always be there. And then also be in it towards the transparency that you'll always be there for your partner. Me as I, I tell Sky this all the time. This is really like my God given truth. Sky is my life partner. That's yeah. not changing for this incarnation as Alan Little. That is my life partner. Yeah. I, I know I made the decision. It's already done. You can see. And the fact that I can even like be myself and be authentic with her as well. I was already expecting to have to have to give that up. But she said, no, you can actually fully be yourself. You can actually fully embrace other women if you want to. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, now I have no reason to leave you. Yeah. You know? And so um, I got to say that, I mean, it's, it's interesting how in business, like I always want to go to the next level, you know, new cities, new things. But as far as my relationship life, I'm good. Yeah. And it's been a long time coming, but I'm good. Yeah. And, um, and whenever you know, you're not, like you have an amazing partner who you're going to work through those things with. Exactly. Right? That's that, and that's the best part. Yeah. You get you get to you get to you know yeah. show you kind of you can kind of demonstrate how much you love each other by getting through those challenging times together. And and 
every, I got to say this, every time we go through a challenging time, we just be, get closer afterwards. Yeah. It's, it's like this, there's a new level of love that we have never experienced had we not have the triggers come up. Yeah. So as we get closer and closer and closer and that, that love funnel, I think it's an infinite depth you can go through. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. What do you, you know, um, and I, I ask this to my best friend, Alyssa, too. What is the exit strategy or plan um, if, let's say, you do connect with somebody and they fall in love with you or you fall in love with them or, you know, on Sky's end, you know, you know, mm-hmm. what if that happens? Like, have you guys talked about that? Well, I think um, I think um, it's one of those things where Will Smith said it. Will Smith said, like, plan B. There is no plan B because there's only plan A. Um I feel like, because there have been other women that I told Sky, hey, I think I'm falling in love with this woman. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a, Sky taught me this, but it's something called compersion. And compersion is when your partner loves someone else and you're actually excited for them because you know that, 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 that makes them happy. So there has been other ones that say, hey, Scott, I'm feeling deep feelings for this girl. Scott, like, that's absolutely amazing. Tell me about it. She must be amazing and all of this stuff. And it makes me love Sky even more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with, you know, I I love how you talked about trust and transparency because I think one of the spaces a a, um, relationship can go to is that that can be very dangerous is when you know, let's say the man or the woman or the woman or woman or man and man, whatever that partnership mm-hmm, looks like, mm-hmm. right? You know, one partner can say, like, this is what I really want. I really want this open relationship. And the other partner can be like, oh, yay, you know, let's do it because they want it. They want to see you happy, but really they're not comfortable yes. with it. You know, really yes. they're not interested in it at all. Yes. Um, and they really don't want you going out of the relationship, but they also don't want you to leave them. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I think that trust and transparency is very important, especially, and, and also just creating that safe space where your partner can say, hey, like this doesn't feel good at whatever mm-hmm. point that may be, right? Like you guys mm-hmm. could start into it. You can go strong. Like you could both be dating, whatever. And at, at whatever point that they're like, this doesn't feel good to me, you know, mm-hmm. that you, you are creating a space where they can, like you and Sky do just kind of allow them to share and express how they're feeling. And then, you know, make, make plans or do whatever you need to do at that point. But, you know, I think I, I've definitely seen that mm-hmm. and heard stories about that. Mm-hmm. And it can be hard, especially if you've been in a, a relationship with somebody for a really long time and all of a sudden, you know, it just comes up exp- out of Yeah, now they're expressing yeah. that and you're like, um, I guess I, I can try it, but really you're not comfortable with it. Yeah. Like you said, you have to be completely transparent at every stage. And, and if you if your partner wants it and you don't, you also have to be transparent about that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. You know, it's funny. That was actually one of the first things I said to Sky. I was like, are you doing this just because you don't want to lose me? Yeah. I'm like, if you are, just say it now. She's just like, what, what, where do you get these adventures? Where do you get this from? Like, it got it because in my mind. I mean, it's no, a good question to ask, though. Yeah. Like, are you? And, I want to know that. Right? And, and there was even another person that, you know, was like, is Sky doing this? Because she just wants. And Sky's like, this is perfect, Alan. I'm like, why? She was like, why is it that whenever I authentically feel okay with something, the world challenges me on that? Mm-hmm. And I got to stand up for myself. And so she's like, this is a part of my process of showing my backbone that I'm okay with it. Mm, yes, girl. Because she had like advocate for yourself. Yeah, she had like other women 
go at her because mm-hmm. of it. She, how you let Alan just do all of this stuff and yada, 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 and all of this stuff? First and, off, mind your business. First off, yeah. <laughs> if I didn't make it your business, yeah. mind your business. And, but, yeah. but, but Sky just said to him, Sky just said to him, yeah, yeah she's like, it's, it's, it's interesting how I'm finally happy and the world just can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm. And Hello. Yeah. Hello, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. So it's, um, I love that. That's why, and it's interesting how they don't want to see, they don't want to see women happy. Exactly. Like, let us just be happy. Like, whatever that looks like for us, let us just be happy. That's why I, it's interesting how younger I would be like women with a, you know, independent women. I don't know, you know, that stuff, you know, 20s, 19 years, because I was a little boy. Now I like a woman with a backbone. I like a woman that's outspoken. You need a woman with a backbone. Yeah, correction. (laughs) Need a woman with a backbone. Right, you need a woman, right? Like, there is a point in in our lives when you are a boy and I'm a girl, Mm -hmm. right? But when you grow up and you're a man, you need a woman. And a woman, she has a backbone. Mm -hmm. A woman speaks up for herself and she advocates for herself. And when it's hard and she's afraid to do it, she has other women in her life who are encouraging her and her partner and her her family members that are like, no, like it's okay. And they're creating a safe space for her because women have to support other women and we have That's to be there is. for each other. That's what it is. It it takes it takes us and other people to to grow and to evolve, right? It this yes, it starts with us, but we need other people too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. We are interdependent beings. No. Yeah. brother and sister's keeper. <laughs> yes. Right. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. This is thank amazing. you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And thank you for, you know, sharing, you know, this piece of your life with us. Yeah. This is the first yeah. time it's ever been said publicly. So yeah. it's, um, I appreciate you trusting us with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel good here. I feel like you, um, you're up to really good stuff and I know how you're leading with vulnerability and inviting people to show them true sides of them. And, I kind of, I kind of get this, get this podcast is in the business of healing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I watched, a, um, I watched a movie on Netflix, uh, you know, around Christmas and the, the daughter at the time was getting married mm-hmm. and, you know, the daughter was like, I'm so nervous. And the mom was like, look, we all come with these, these bags. Right. And throughout our life, we put all this stuff in these bags. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you marry someone or you you get into a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. you accept them and their bag. Yes. And whatever is in there, even the shit you don't know about, you're accepting all of that. Yeah. Right. And they have to accept all of that from you. Right. You mm-hmm. you don't go into this relationship thinking that you're perfect and you're great. Right. They also have to accept you and all of your baggage. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, you have to ask yourself. Is that what you want? Right. Yes. But before you can do that, you have to look at yourself and say, do I accept my own baggage? Yeah. Oh, you that's know, it. That's, that's, it. that's what this is about. This is about saying, like, I am embracing all of me and my baggage. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, and, and there's some people like spirit spirit. They don't take extra baggage. Yeah. <laughs> they charge you for that. You got to get on a, something exactly. like a like American. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You got to go. You got to go southwest. <laughs> two bags, two bags for free. OK, any bag after those. 
Hey, I saw I saw somebody get a pillow, a pillowcase, and fill it up with clothes. And I seen that on TikTok. I yeah. was like, that is smart. <laughs> put, the, put, the, put the pillow in a bag and just yeah. see smart. <laughs> I love, I love when people like do smart shit and I can steal it and I can be like, yes, I'm doing that too. Yes. I love that. That's it. I love that. So this is the part of the show where I do a segment called the meme of the day. Mm-hmm. But instead, I would like to know if you have maybe an affirmation that you want to share with us. Hmm. An affirmation? Mm-hmm. Um, or just maybe yeah. something that you tell yourself often that you, yeah. you would say like, hey, this is something that I want to share. I got one. Yeah. There's 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 two of them. Say it, tell Same, us both. First one that two things I I can't say was that. First thing is I am abundant because I exist. Mm. I am, I am ab- abundant because exactly. I exist. Simply that. My basis of my abundance is, is based on my existence. I exist as God's creation and everything God creates is abundant. So therefore, mm. I don't have to earn it. I don't have to do anything for it. I don't have to go get it. I can never lose it. It's because I exist. That's why I'm abundant. Next one. I am loved because I exist. I am loved because I exist. Because I exist. Simply as that. Anyone that tries to make me earn it or do anything for it, say that's not lovable, then they that's not that's not love. That's manipulation on their end. That's counterfeit. That's a creditor. That's stipulations. That's, that's conditional. My existence is why I'm loved. My if hands you, are tingling, you guys. Mm-hmm. If you can't love me because I exist, then you just can't love me. But understand that because I exist, I am loved. And embodying this allows us to attract people who do love us simply because we exist. Mm. Just the way we are. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, those those hit for me. Mm. Those resonated with me mm. in this space that I'm in, like, right now at this point in my life both of those thank you you're welcome so you guys you're going to want to connect with alan or follow him alan tell us where they can find you on social media instagram facebook anything like that yeah um social uh instagram alan j big a l l e n j b i g um if they look on tiktok same thing tiktok So Snapchat, all of them are just Alan J. Big. Um, and also on Facebook, the Lion Team Group. Yeah. You know, it's our positive community. Um, Lion stands love, influences others naturally. And everyone's welcome to be a part of that community as well. It's a group that me and Skye's built. Um, Facebook numbers, we're just under 5,000 members, you know, super loving, positive, great people. We yeah. welcome everyone completely free to join. We always say just bring a smile, yeah. bring good energy, bring positivity, you know, because um, – Having that like-minded community is something that, you know, I feel we all can benefit from. And it, it recharges me. You know, we have our weekly meetings on Sunday nights and it, it recharges me. Yeah. You know, so just sharing that with others. Awesome. Absolutely. I am mm. also a lion. I mm-hmm. I have not been to one of the Sunday meetings. That is usually, a... Sunday is usually family day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love that you guys do that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys want to join in on this conversation, you want to ask Alan some questions about the conversation that you heard here today, um, comment on our post, um, send us an email, ask us questions. We are here for all of those. So you know our Instagram. It's at daily.slop. 
Um, and you can listen to this podcast really anywhere that you get your podcasts. Um, this was amazing. This was amazing. So you guys leave us a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, make sure that, you know, after you listen, go ahead and rate this and um, give us all the stars. All the stars. All the stars. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You guys, until next time, you guys have a beautiful fucking week.